In this episode of Whatever We Want, we are covering... You need to do, you need to do better intro voice, man. All right. <clears throat> In this episode of Whatever We Want, we are covering yeah, good. Iron Man 3. That's perfect. We're covering everything from the practical effects they did with the house tilting and the skydiving scene to what it was like with the new director instead of John Favreau this time. Stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Give it a listen and enjoy. Uh, I guess we're starting off with some pre-banter. Pre-banter! Yeah, there we go. Welcome back. Pre-banter, baby. <laughs> I, I want to preface this pre-banter by saying I have no idea what the audio quality, what anything's going to be like. For those who don't know, I moved into state college, living up the college life, but also safely. And so, like, my roommates are around, and I'm not going to ask them to be, like, completely quiet. Like, that'd be so mean. So, I just heard, like, a microwave ding. You might hear that, too. I don't really know how sensitive my mic's going to be during all this. If Logan, my roommate, walks in, he'll just be in the podcast, like a special guest appearance. We'll just, yeah, we'll just add him. Yeah. He's seen Iron Man 3, right? Yeah. I mean, he's also seen me watching it the past three days and doing all the research from across the room. Yeah. He's knowledgeable. He's good. Exactly. He can <laughs> give reactions on my reactions. Wow. Reactionception. You know, Tony kind of inspired me in a way. You know, I've been I've been wanting to get inside of a, a helmet of my own for a while. Okay. I'm not sure if I told you this. I asked you about your Oculus a while back. Oh, did you get an Oculus? I did. What type did you get? The wireless one? The same model as your... Or the Oculus Rift? Oculus Rift. Yeah. I was trying to find one for the cheap. I didn't want to go over like 200 and I found one on Facebook Marketplace. Some guy like in North PA. Oh shoot. Okay. I just, I'm looking under my bed to make sure I still have mine because my parents are like purging a lot of stuff. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like my <laughs> Oculus. Does it get rid of my <laughs> Oculus? I think no, I no, can no, still you, see mine. I'm good. You use a good bit away. Gotcha. So, Alright, this has been a long pre banter You ready for the intro? Uh, yes. Hold on, I'm waiting for the... Alright, I just heard the microwave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The microwave ding signifies. You may want us to talk about this or that, but we don't care. We're gonna talk about whatever we want. Bleh. I feel also a little self-conscious because last like six months we've been recording, I've been like all alone in my basement. Like no one can judge me, but now like Logan is back there and he's just like, no, Logan's not here right Jake. now. Jake, he's out in the room. But like I just feel like they can hear me because I can hear the microwave through my headphones. And also we have some <laughs> neighbors. Like I don't know if they're just gonna show up. Some girls from next door come over like, who is that devilishly handsome guy <laughs> no, talking we've... about? Iron Man 3. We have been hanging out with our neighbors, <laughs> and they're... Actually, I don't want to say anything, because I feel like they might listen <laughs> They're very Just nice. Cut that out. Cut it out. Respe- no, I'm not. <laughs> Hello, neighbors. Oh, gosh. I'm digging a hole. What are we talking about this week, Daniel? <laughs> Before I go too far. We're talking about Iron Man 3. Yes. I'm pretty excited about this. To get back into the Marvel, going back to MCU Phase 2. Also, forgot to mention, this is whatever we want. The podcast where we, Jake and Daniel, two, as Daniel mentioned, devilishly handsome gentlemen, talk about movies and other things uh and what goes into movies like neighbors no <laughs> the movie neighbors yes exactly oh brought it back baby um <laughs> is there anything you want to talk about before we just jump into no, it no i got my oculus rift thing out of the way i just wanted to do you told me something right before we started like i've got my notebook out and you said that you also took notes yeah because you, you're always ragging on me you don't have to take <laughs> notes or anything that's right guys peer pressure works that's the moral of the story <laughs> i just like to experience it well no i got this new phone for my birthday and I was just like, you know what? I have notes open. And I took like a lot of notes actually. They're just like little like, really? sen- like sentences or phrases. If I breeze past anything you want to talk about, just like let me know. Yeah, I'll, and we'll go back. I'll bring it up. Also, uh, I am like gonna be sweating and dying in this room because I turned off my fan for you, the audience's enjoyment, so that there's no like loud ringing. But that's a, a, my own peril. I'm gonna be <laughs> sweating. For a second there, I thought you were talking about me. I'm like, why would you turning off your fan help no, me? No, I don't care way? about you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It does help you a little bit. Obviously not at all. 
Probably. I don't even know. But I literally just showered and I'm already regretting turning off that fan. <laughs> oh well. It's fine. My neighbors will just see hot and sweaty Jake. All right. Let me stop talking about my neighbors. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Iron Man 3, directed by Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Also, who worked with RDJ right before RDJ got this big break with Iron Man. He worked with him in a 2005 film called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And it was where RDJ was like a, a criminal. And then he like stumbles into like an audition and like gets the part as like this cop. I don't even know this whole story, but like he's worked with some cop to like keep this part so he doesn't like go to jail or something. I, I, it's really weird. Hmm. I, I I only watched the trailer, so I don't really know everything. That sounds weird. <laughs> it looks kind of interesting. Uh, but Shane Black also did The Predator in like 1987 and also the really bad one that just came out in like 2018 or whatever. And he also did Lethal Weapon. Have you seen that one? I have not. Have you? I think I have. What do you think? What do you think you thought? It's... <sighs> If it's the one I think it is, it's pretty bad. Did you see the original Predator? Yeah. What did you think of that one? Because he, he did that one. That one was great. All right. But this one, it was, it was like trying to take it and make it more like family campy, but also, you know, action. Okay. As well as like having prison inmates and they're like... <laughs> prison inmates are like a uh, military they all have like disabilities or something like that and then they go daniel, off daniel we're not talking about the 2018 predator we're you asked talking... me about it i'm just saying i just asked what you thought of it not the summary <laughs> what is it is it was all right so it was if you need if you need to kill time okay we're, we're fine oh you, i thought you meant in the podcast if we need to kill time like we'll no, no, talk no. about it. it's like if, no we don't <laughs> no for that movie if you need to kill time it's gotcha a kill time yeah movie. but iron man 3 which is not a kill time movie yeah so, no, so for some people it is actually re-watching it i remember it being worse really but actually rewatching it i actually enjoyed it this time you know that's a lot of like your your thoughts on all these <laughs> movies like we should make a compilation of like how many times you're like it's not as bad as i remember <laughs> like each time well no there's some that you rewatch it and you're just like that was terrible and then there's other ones where you rewatch it and you're like well, yeah that was pretty good but since it's mostly that for you so far <laughs> i also surprised listened to the director's commentary with shane black and he also had co-writer drew pierce with him who literally it literally sounded like a knockoff tony stark and jarvis because drew pierce was like english and like sounded very much <laughs> like paul bettany and uh drew pierce started off by saying um shane won't say anything insightful so if you're looking for that sorry and i kind of laughed but like as i went through like this was probably one of the worst director's commentaries i ever listened to no offense <laughs> to the people that but, like seriously like throughout it like he his phone rang twice and he picked it up the second time really yeah and at the end like a guy that was like running the recording like mic'd in or like called in was like guys you don't have to talk through the credits you can just sign off he was like so done well dang <laughs> and they, they went off on tangents they started talking about like philosophy and stuff and i was like what are we doing here i want to know like there's like a huge like explosion with all the iron man on screen they're like yeah so aristotle and i'm like what what, <laughs> what are you talking about well that kind of reminds me because I, I now have a ethics class right oh oh man it's also with my old philosophy professor that's great you should start talking about iron man <laughs> dude well no i just want to say i can relate to that it's funny because we had the same similar experience with you watching the director's commentary <laughs> but at the same time where i had that class where because it was like a late class yeah and i brought up killing like baby hitler and like what? the moral principles on that oh my gosh that's like roadie in <laughs> endgame like talking about killing baby thanos <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but that's beyond the point. Iron Man 3. So, the budget was 200 million. It was actually supposed to be 140 million, but then they saw how successful Avengers was, like getting like 1.5 something billion dollars profit or like gross. And then they bumped 140 million up to 200 million. And then Iron Man 3 actually grossed 1.215 billion dollars. So, like, hmm. for, and it was the first, it was the second Marvel movie to ever do that. And ever break it? That is crazy for like not even like a sequel, but the third in a trilogy. Like, that is actually insane. Dude. That 
this did so well. What about Twilight? Didn't Twilight do that good? I don't know. I Daniel, I, I can <laughs> with pride say I don't know what Twilight grossed. <laughs> You've never seen Twilight? I have not seen Twilight. Liz made me watch it, so it's on my brain. But I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson in Batman. That trailer just released like a week ago. Yeah, that's, not, that's not a good point. Yeah, that, all the DC stuff that has been coming out. That's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Not only the trailer for the Batman, but also like all the game stuff too. Whether it be the Suicide Squad stuff. Did you also see the Lego Star Wars trailer just came out? Oh, did it? I didn't get to see that yet. It looks pretty good. <laughs> I think I might have I might have seen like a meme about it, but I didn't actually see the, yeah. the trailer. But Iron Man. <laughs> we keep on getting off. Iron Man 3. <laughs> oh, this was also, I found out this was the first Marvel film that was shot all digitally. Wait, really? Which like is insane because it's 2013. Before it was all film? I remember we talked about Iron Man 1. We saw that there was like those Panavision, like film reels i saw those in the behind the scenes we talked about that i was like aha i interned there but that's because it was like it was film reel so they were they were using like some film for that and that's like a huge thing that like the digital versus like film like war in the movie industry is actually like crazy like there are a lot of directors like christopher nolan who are like diehard like we got to stick with film it's like the original but people like george lucas i think i've talked about this a little bit before but george lucas is a big proponent for pushing towards all digital like he knows it's the future and basically the, the argument here is that like film is we We've spent 100 years developing it, and it is, like, really good quality because we've developed it for so long. Digital is slightly below where film is right now, and digital just came out. So George Lucas is thinking, like, if we spend 100 years, all of our efforts developing digital, where will that get us kind of thing? But but because so many people are like, but we have film, people are reluctant to jump over to digital, and there's, like, this whole debate about it. It's actually kind of interesting. So what you're trying to say is George Lucas equals Howard Stark. Yes. For Iron Man 2, I guess, where he started something. Howard Stark was actually, he was in a the Peggy Carter short that was attached to this. That's right. I'd never seen it before. I forgot about that. We'll talk about that at the end. All right, so we start with uh, that 1999 song. Eiffel 65 is the band. Blue, Da Ba is the song. I looked it up because I was like, I kind of dig this song. And then as I was looking up IMDb trivia for this, I was listening to that song. <laughs> Wait, you mean the I'm Blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Blue, Donald yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, no, before that, probably important to say for when we wrap up, is that it starts off with Tony telling a story and then you see the suits exploding. Oh, Oh, right that is true see i took notes yeah there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh you're being dethroned <laughs> there's kind of a parallel that i kind of noticed here where it was like all right let's start from the beginning and it kind of made me think about spider-verse for a second oh yeah although how it ends up here is different with the end credit scene but it was still kind of funny yeah also what hit me was that it, this was still being done by paramount well actually i looked into this this time yeah. because i was like this seems ridiculous like why is there paramount and apparently one of the stipulations of the deal that disney did with paramount was that their logo still had to be shown at the beginning for so many movies i don't know how many movies it was but like so this was definitely still disney but paramount was just like still kind of like in association with it because of their deal so and if, if you actually see at the end it says like distributed by walt disney that was kind of their way of saying like hey we did this yeah not paramount <laughs> that was weird though. yeah but i guess it makes sense due to like you know just property rights stuff like that i mean at that point it's just advertising instead of it being like claiming if that makes sense yeah true yeah so we get i'm blue and then we go to 1999 there were actually four openings shot for this they didn't know how they were going to start Wait, it really yeah and i don't know all four of them they didn't know if they were going to start with the flashback but which they ultimately did but the one they were going to show they were going to start with young tony with 
Howard Stark kind of like being mean and almost abusive towards her, which I'm kind of glad they didn't. Her. With Howard Stark being abusive towards Tony's mom. Did I not say that? Sorry. Oh, no, you said <laughs> Tony. This is going to be young Tony and Sorry, I, Tony's dad. I, all right, there's a third character, Tony's mom. And so if we call it up now, we're good. Um, but basically, Tony was going to go try to cheer her up. He found a lightning bug and he was going to show it to her, but show it to her like he does his Iron Man repulsor oh. in his hand. It was supposed to be some like cool, like foreshadowing, like, oh, he's always been Iron Man. Oh my gosh. But they didn't do that. <laughs> I, I'm happy that they didn't do that. Yeah. I don't know the other openings. It was really cool seeing RDJ like without the gray in his beard. Like he looked definitely younger. And it's also interesting. I thought seeing Tony like when he was like a dick pretty much like we've heard about it like before his whole Iron Man experience like changed him. Dude, but dude. You're talking too much about Tony. Let's talk about Happy here for a second, okay? You mean Mullet McGee? <laughs> yes, dude. Freaking fire. Dude, John Favreau is my hero. <laughs> I've said it. I've said it before. I'll say it again, but oh, he rocked it. I love that man. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just wanted to note how there was this kid that came up to them while they're at this party, and he sounded just like Tom Holland. Wait, really? Did you notice that? I did not. You didn't notice that in the beginning? No, I was focusing He's on- like, hey, you're Tony Stark. The mullet was too distracting. Keep up the good work, man. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally not Tom Holland, but he sounded just like him. I was yeah. like, wait a second. What? Tom Holland so was I... like probably 15 around this time. Yeah, that's crazy to think about too, 14. Right? That, uh, this it was probably actually right around the time when he was- It was probably like a year after this came out was when he started casting- I mean, I mean, technically, if it's 1999, he'd be like two. Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, in the cinematic universe, he's, he wouldn't have been alive yet. But anyways, we we'll stop talking about Spider-Man's age. He runs into Yinsen, which I thought was a really, really nice tie back. Oh, yeah. Because Yinsen yeah. says in the cave, like, we ran into each other at a party once, and this shows that party kind of thing. And they got the same actor back. You're probably too drunk to remember, but he can break down the biological formula. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> unlock extremists. Yeah. Got it. Also, speaking of John Favreau, like, I was kind of wondering when I saw him, I was like, what was that like for him? Because he had been, it was his, like, baby. Iron Man was his baby. And then to kind of take a step back and not be in control. I, I wondered like if there's any tension or anything. I, I felt bad because in all the interviews that I watched with Shane Black, that was like first question everyone asked, and I could probably tell he was probably getting annoyed at <laughs> answering that. But he, <laughs> he honestly said like he, he was like a good sport. And he said John Favreau was like super nice and w- gave, a sure, he gave a lot of creative... great advice. Yeah, yeah. And, and there there was a lot of creative input. But he also said he wanted to have Happy in there because Happy so far, and even RDJ commented on this. Happy has kind of just been like a side character and this film gave him a chance to grow and John Favreau a chance to actually explore the character really focusing just on happy not worrying about 10 million other things like behind the scenes so we put him in a coma for the whole movie yeah but he's like the heart <laughs> of the movie you know yeah no I get it. you have to have the, the, <laughs> the thing to fight for yeah John Favreau said that he felt like a grandfather that like could play with the kid and not like have the responsibility <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because of course there's aim like you see like little tidbits of aim coming up next which, right. for people that don't know, AIM is not just in this movie. It's also, like, a big corporation in Marvel Comics. And it's actually where a lot of the evil science crap comes yeah. from the comics. I have a note here, actually. I had AIM, and then I think they might have originally wanted the hijacking of human healing to be a segue into the extremist armor. And I'm like, wait a second. They called this extremist later. <laughs> <laughs> I totally yeah. forgot that's, that's what they called it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it directly is that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Daniel. You did it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, the extreme like it's called the like extremist program or whatever so you know how like the president in this film is named president ellis yeah the guy that made the extremist comic book that this is like heavily based on was named like warren ellis or something like that yep. and so that's that's why like the president is named ellis is like a nod in reference to that guy yeah again for people that know uh from the comic side extremist is actually it's like a bio metal virus if i am remembering correctly from the comics i have no idea um, at least 616 <laughs> that tony injects into himself because he gets 
gets injured and then he needs to come up with a way to like always have his suit with him. So it's like an under it's like it's kinda like nanotech, but it's also not. And it's like an underlying suit. Like that's in him. Yeah. Which they also mimicked with Mark forty two in this, where he was injecting himself. But before we get there, we're still the flashback. We introduced to Aldrich Killian, who is played by Guy Pierce, who I think does a fantastic job. Guy Fietti? No, Guy Pierce. <laughs> but he is actually Australian. Like I had no idea. Um, in interviews like it shocked me. And also me really me, Mia, like the other the botanist scientist, she is British. And I was like, wow, these people do really good accents. <laughs> I kid you not, I called her evil Donna. But why? Because she looked like Donna from that 70s show a little bit. I just I just could not think that. Oh like, my yeah, gosh, I could see it. Donna. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. Evil Donna. It's not the same actress at all, but I'm just it's like, not. hey, that's <laughs> evil Donna. <laughs> but, but yeah, so before Guy Pierce was selected, Jude Law was actually considered. And he had oh, worked really? with... Ar- yeah, he had worked with RDJ back in Sherlock Holmes in 2009. But then ultimately, we know Jude Law went on and is in Captain Marvel. So he ended up being a part of the MCU. Anyways pretty cool stuff yeah so i feel so bad for is yep yeah sad boy on roof yeah yeah <laughs> like like tony's such a jerk just leave him on the roof this crippled man like i mean yeah also <laughs> this brings up the first point like this film is like the plot to the incredibles like actually yeah like you wronged someone years ago then they like they come back and they get you build wealth yeah get yeah. powerful <laughs> and like it calls, comes to culmination like when he's zip tied to the bed later i saw the how it should have ended and it's like you know this is incredibles right he's like yeah i'm temporarily like trapped you're like syndrome i'm like mr incredible um soon i'm gonna get out and kick your butt when you're playing fails <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah yeah it's pretty much just the scene of tony and then he, like he wrote down like you know who i am and all that i love when happy tackles tony when the oh, tackles him? 10 seconds after the damage is done <laughs> get down hey yeah alarm uh, you're good the next thing i have is stark roids and i th- <laughs> what instead of steroids the stark roids but it's like i think that's supposed to be a reference like him like injecting himself with the, oh. the finder things <laughs> I thought like someone said that. I was like, I missed that, but you just came up with it. Yeah, no, I just came up with that. Like the, that was the first thought that came to my mind. I'm like, oh, he's injecting himself with Starkroids. Right. Um, that makes sense. But before, sorry, just one more thing about the with the what's his face on the roof. Uh, this is where like Aldridge really understands, and we talked about it later. But like the power in being in the shadows and not being a target. So he kind of embraces that, like this like low point in his life to like become his identity. And then yeah, now we get to him Tony injecting himself the micro and Peter Stark-roids. something something Starkroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that the dummy has the dunce cap on. That was actually RDJ's yeah. <laughs> suggestion, and it was on the first day of shooting. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It's like a Tony thing to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if he hasn't slept in like 72 hours. Wait, Logan, say hi. You could be on the podcast. Hey, what's up? That was Logan. I, I was. I don't know if that's going to pick it up, but... <laughs> that was Logan. No, I picked it up. I heard him. My roommate. All right. He's pretty good. All right. Anyways, so uh, Mark 40... He's, we found out he's on Mark 42, which is like... That means he's on a ton of work since Avengers, because he was on like Mark 7 since then yeah which is crazy also what do you think is the point of the mark 42 like being able to go into pieces like like why well how practical is that <laughs> well I, modularization if it was me it would be to be able to because he's had 41 suits before this right and we actually saw i think it was mark 41 in the end scene where the suit also comes apart but um right i'm not sure if it was able to like come to him or not so it might have been like staged for uh it's kind of like how he does it later on with uh hulkbuster where if he needs an extra part he can just toss it and then have a new one fly true. in that, that whole system that is very true yeah but then we get to see the mandarin on tv yeah mandarin boy what are your thoughts on on that whole fake out you mean like the fact that he's an actor like the re- yeah the reveal later. okay yeah so 
I was going to say the reveal later on. I mean, I guess we're not really spoiling anything because this movie came out years Spoilers. ago. Spoilers. <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? They said that they were going to do the actual Mandarin now with Shang-Chi. Yeah, for Shang-Chi. So, like, you can't be mad now. But, like, at the yeah, time, people were pissed. People were mad. Because like, he had the perfect look and everything. You're like, oh, he's just an actor. It's like, what? Give him the rings. <laughs> what? You know? Yeah. No, he's just some, like, sleazy homeless guy who had plastic surgery. And now he's just, you know. I really like Doing it. drugs. Because, like, I'm, I'm also, like, I have not read many of the Iron Man comics. So, like, I, I wasn't too, like, upset that they strayed so far from the comics. But also, like, part of the MCU is trying to do that expectation subversion. And, like, some people say they went too far. But this is definitely, like, a modern retelling. Like, Shane Black said that they wanted to think of what the modern version of the Mandarin would be. And it probably, and, like, back in the 60s and, or 70s, whenever it was made, the Mandarin was made, the, like, face of evil to Americans was, like, communist China. So that's why, that was why that was the Mandarin. So now, today, it would be, like, this this think tank organization. And that's what kind of Killian embodies. Just that phrase. Yeah, I'm putting together this think tank. You know? <laughs> it's like some some guy in a bubble, and he's just like, guys, I have an idea. The brain, let's unlock it. Yeah. You see 100%. this small hole right here? That means we need upgraded. Upgrades, people. Upgrades. <laughs> Dude, I just... Oh, robots, we need to watch that, too. Oh, classic. I mean... My, you, yeah, you, you got it for your birthday, yeah, right? Yeah, you saw Liz gave it to me. From, yeah. And you didn't know that you McGregor and Listen, uh, Robin Williams were up. the main characters. You were like, they're in, you were like, they're in this? And I was like, they're... There's the two main characters. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. And also, I have a thing with voice actors where I do not... If it's like from a like childhood thing, I do not like to know the face associated... I'm sorry then for ruining robots for you. No, no, that's good because those are good actors, right? Yeah, that's true. But at the time, who, who voices Cusco from Emperor's New Groove? Oh. Dave Spade. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I believe he's a really good actor too. And he's also really funny. But when when she said that, my whole my whole vision, my whole you know, view of Cusco... <laughs> The llama destroyed. never looked the same again. No, it didn't. I just saw his face from like grown ups or something. I'm just like, mm, no. Oh man. All right, back to the tank. So, hey, so my next look is, or my next note is Iron Patriot. First look. Wait, 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 wait. What? We're talking about the, the Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah, I just want to say the Mandarin. Yeah. Like the, those images, like and stuff on screen, are like pretty intense. Like for this PG-13 Marvel movie, like with the dude. There's a lot of murder in this. Yeah, murder, just killing in general in this movie. Like a lot. You know, they were like Avengers. Okay, we killed like a whole <laughs> alien army. What's next? Okay, Tony has PTSD and he has and to terrorism. kill a bunch of terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but Iron Patriot, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, as a response to the Mandarin, we see the first look at Iron Patriot, which is again also they did in the comics where he was originally War Machine and then due to I forget if it was Civil War or something else where they changed it to Iron Patriot, which is cool, but of course War Machine's always better, in my opinion. And also Rhodey's opinion. Yeah, Iron Patriot in the comics is Norman Osborn in Well it depends on your version. The suit. It yeah, in, in a version. And then he like uses it the suit to like Norman becomes Iron Patriot later, I thought. Get trusted like, and then it's evil or something. I don't even know. There's a deleted scene actually where so like E fashion or something. So you catch that tail end of the scene with e-fashion um it's like the blonde chick on tv right before it cuts to the bar yeah me and texas roadhouse or wherever they are yeah yeah I guess, yeah, there wouldn't be that little kid in the bar. <laughs> it's like a whole scene of j literally just them. It's like six minutes of them, like, just bashing on Iron Patriot. And it ends with the blonde chick saying, like, if you wanted to snuff out a terrorist, just send in Kesha with no makeup and that'll scare him out. And I was like, what? 
I'm so glad this got cut. Like, what? Well, how did we get yeah. to this point? <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. But I also think it was funny how Rody responded. Like, it tests good in control groups, okay? You know, still trying to defend it, but like at the same time, like he doesn't want to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> also, the the so when these kids come over, like next, the the young girl is actually the producer's daughter, and then I feel like I knew that. Oh, really? How'd you know that? I don't know. I just remember. Maybe you told me something like forever ago. No, it's actually not in my notes. (laughs) I didn't really Uh, find out till like two days ago. So (laughs) my next next note is girl with Iron Man missile drawing. And then after that, it's signs of PTSD. And then after that, it's a dolly zoom. Wait, wait, you forgot the kid from a Christmas story. Oh yeah. A Christmas story kid. Speaking of like Christmas story kid, you remember like that guy from in uh, the first Iron Man that like Obadiah screams at like Tony Stark made us in a cave. That was him. Like the actual guy from Christmas story. I think we talked about. And he was also an executive producer on Iron Man 1. Cool. Sorry, if you just got, I just got an email about the Marvel updates in Fortnite, apparently, which kind of correlates to what we're talking about, I guess. I don't play Fortnite, but, uh, <laughs> you just gotta put that on record for everyone <laughs> listening. I'm just like, hey, well, not, yeah. You know, I don't want to tarnish my my, <laughs> my my reputation. I'm I'm not a loser. I'm just here on my podcast talking about dissecting Marvel movies. Well, no, I have. I'm Epic, cool. I swear. I'm, I'm signed into Epic Games email. Do that like Unreal Engine and stuff like that. Oh, dude. Speaking of Epic Games, this is actually a great segue. All right, we have to leave this in now. But um, so one of the later Iron Patriot scenes, like I I think I don't know what what it is, but like it was filmed. So they filmed all this in North Carolina because of some tax thing, and yeah. they went into Epic Games like headquarters and filmed a scene for Iron Patriot in there. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd find that very interesting. That is very interesting. Maybe yeah. I should just walk in as Iron Patriot one day. Maybe that. Maybe that. Will <laughs> like we're just doing a sequel. We're doing an Iron Patriot spinoff. Just let me walk around. <laughs> yeah, that'll work for sure. But yeah, so we get the the PTSD. I think it's interesting that they talk about this. Um, the director, like Shane Black, actually wanted to originally explore what we talked about last time. That one storyline that talked about Tony's alcoholism, but because they did it in Iron Man two, just a little bit, like touch upon it, they didn't really want to go into that they more. They go into that again. Yeah. yeah. So they decided to do this PTSD thing. And I think it It makes sense, especially with how they did Avengers. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like what would that do to just a regular person? Like Tony even says, like, I'm just a guy in a tin can. Like, I'm not sure if I agree with how they resolved it, but the overall, the idea behind it makes sense. Yeah. I also was looking at the HUD uh, effects again. And it's just, they're still so good. Like when he gets into the suit to assess his anxiety attack, you see like the HUD reflections in his like eyes. It's so yeah artistry (laughs) but speaking of like the iron man suits and then like the huds and the vfx and everything so i like i said just started classes at college and literally like the i think it was the first day of class in my um digital art class which is like 3d modeling and stuff he was like i just want to show examples of how this can be used and he was like there's medical applications there's video game applications and there's film applications and he showed like a video for each and for the film one he showed the vfx reel for iron man 3 that like has that not a lot of people have access to and i was like this is amazing <laughs> and like <laughs> it just showed like all the detail that went into like just planning all the suits like at the end and everything and actually it was really funny they had like some sketches and some of the original sketches are literally looks like a kid drew it like on a napkin <laughs> it was actually pretty <laughs> rough like the original concept drawings i was like wow okay uh, i guess i can be a concept artist now for marvel <laughs> with my <laughs> skills uh i, I don't know I, I mean i i've seen your storyboard <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh my god, dude, your storyboards are great. They're amazing. Hey, it got the job done. Okay. <laughs> for, for the audience, the storyboards are stick figures. <sighs> it's got to out me. They have good faces, though. Yeah. Well, they do. Yeah. Strong they got, jaws. They got, well, they're more round, but... Strong eyes. <laughs> like the, I don't know. All right. <laughs> Back to Iron Man. So... 
he flies off to end the scene. I really like. It was a really cool swipe. It wipes, yeah, like yeah. It, it wipes as he's flying. It really reminded me of like the Star Wars wipes that we talked about. Yeah, I had that as a nose. I had said nice fly wipe. Speaking of, oh, sorry, a little tangent here. The the Star Wars like wipes. We were, so you know when we talked back in episode three about the like cross cutting between Anakin and Padme when he was in the temple, she was in her home. Yeah. So we were talking in my editing class and we had to watch a video and that came up and I was like, oh my gosh, we talked about the editing in this and they were like, this is an example of something that should have just been cut entirely and i was like oh okay <laughs> i thought they were gonna go into it more like i did <laughs> but they're like yeah this what? is trash and i was like what, what? who said wait who said that is trash the whole class or your professor no no no. it was like a video we were told to watch the, it basically oh, oh. they just said they didn't say the editing was bad they said like the whole sequence like the whole segment should have been cut because it really didn't add anything which i completely agree but that being said even though it didn't add anything like I, in their opinion like i feel like it's good for for being nothing you know what i mean i I felt like it helped the timing and also the shift into you know anakin changing yeah so back to the tank happy's the head of security the badge man it's his third day or something for pepper at stark because yeah tony tony's no longer working there right and then killian killian walks in for like their little their meeting yeah and he shows her his brain his big brain this scene is actually really interesting because like you don't think about it but it is like a huge exposition dump but it's done for like a good reason like it makes sense like he would come in wanting to pitch now that tony's not the head of stark and to get more funding and stuff and it also secondarily like secondary purpose is that it drives tension between pepper and tony because he's like flirting with his girlfriend so i honestly didn't notice it was a lot of exposition but like looking back like it is well yeah it does but does it because here's the thing right extremists tells you enough but no like i'm trying to get to like this keeps you in guessing the meat of extreme because they they show it later where it's like injections right it's like fluid injections i guess right but he shows her the whole you know like in his brain in his brain so if he already has it then how's you know what i'm saying how's that work maybe he just wanted to show her his brain (laughs) maybe maybe this is actually not but is it really his brain or does he have does he have his nintendo game card in that slot already but she pinched him that that had nothing to do with the slot she pinched (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i guess that's yeah i mean that could be simulated you know it's fine here let me show you this hole this shows that I'm not different, but I'm different. <laughs> okay. I don't, I feel like I could say something, but I feel like that would not be appropriate. So, um, extremist. That's oh, wait. I also had, I had a dad joke here. Let me see this quick. Okay. His name is killing it, right? Yeah. His name's really killing it. So, extremist. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like supposed to be this like next step of evolution, and because of that, Shane Black said that they chose and casted very attractive people to like be the subjects to kind of show that maybe like the people weren't as attractive before. Now they're kind of like becoming more attractive to fare better in like the whole natural selection process with mates and everything. Very Hitler of him. They also said that they tried this thing that like because like everything grows fast, like the fingernails grow fast and like their hair grows fast, but they didn't really like show that much. But there's actually so when the bald guy, I called him. Baldy McOrange, because to keep with the themes, another bald bad guy, you know who I'm talking about? That's like looking across at Happy in the lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he actually like has a magazine and apparently like behind it, he like is cutting his fingernails at one point because like they're growing fast. But really? apparently in one shot, that's what he said. It's like really quick, but I believe it. I believe you, Shane Black. All right. Sorry. I just, I can't get over the fact that we have another bald villain. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot. There's a trend. Also right here, my next note was, I was right about extremists. I just forgot lol. So that was me correcting my. <laughs> myself about my note earlier (laughs) i love that your notes are just like you like laughing with yourself like silly me (laughs) oh i'm such an idiot (laughs) what a cool guy you are Uh, oh thanks daniel (laughs) also noted like happy's quote here where he was like i'm gonna track that guy if it gets rough 
So be it. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get to Tony in his Malibu home, which is really cool. And I actually saw the place where that was based on when I was in LA. You just have to bring that up every time, don't you? I know. But this time, hey, this is relevant. This time it's actually shown. So he has the giant rabbit outside. All right. What do you think is on the front of the giant rabbit? I'm trying to remember what it looked like as a a giant rabbit. I remember like the rose Enos of its cheeks. But like, was it holding a note? It looks like it has boobs. No, it looks like it has boobs on the rabbit. I never even noticed that. Well, hold on, let me look it up. Iron Man three rabbit. <laughs> I do. Iron Man three rabbit boobs. <laughs> Someone's gonna check your internet history. Like, what the heck is Daniel into? <laughs> do you see it? Oh, are you talking about the hands? Yeah, well, I never saw Jake. Your mind is so twisted. No, 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 no. It's not just me. Listen, so it, it's <laughs> they are supposed to be paws. Uh, I'm actually, if you find a scene that's not CG'd yet, like there's no like fingers or whatever on the paws, and like they showed it to a bunch of test audiences, and they thought it was like boobs, so they added like the fingers or something to the to make it more look like more like paws instead of boobs. Yeah, I see. I see in the background where it's just like the like it's just the form of it. I see what you yeah. Mean. See, it's not just me. It was test audiences too. So basically, the moral I'm trying to say is, I would be a great candidate for a test audience for a Marvel movie. Who does make those giant bunnies though? Because that is kind of honestly bad plush design. If I'm being honest, like just like, why would you put them there? You can have them like off on the side. I love how you tried to like ridicule me for. Thinking. Well, I didn't. I never saw it like that. And then you said. Well, it. The, no. Listen, the only reason I said it was because when I was watching Iron Man three this time, Logan came in to ask me a question or something, and I paused it to like answer and i looked back and i was like what the heck logan being the rocket scientist that he is is like does that rabbit have boots <laughs> no it wasn't yeah sure and i said yes yes it does <laughs> anyways let's let's back to the tank away from rabbit boobs so pepper thinks he's on the mark 15 and this really shows that tony like does have a serious problem and he's just distracting himself from like his ptsd and from the event and like kind of processing it by just staying busy and he's really losing himself in this work shane black actually said and the writer said that this movie is really a love triangle between tony pepper and tony's suits and it comes to a culmination in the end when he decides to like blow up the suits and he he and pepper like can be together like fully without his distractions so i thought that was very cool and this kind of sets that up neat I, I never really thought about it like that though it makes sense but at the same time i'm like like it's it's not like it's a love of tony's to tinker like it's just what he knows you know what I mean? right i get where you're talking about like like what you dedicate your time to and your passion but yeah i guess that it relates more to his ptsd so i never really viewed it as like a love triangle but it's more like an attention triangle i mean it's really seen in this scene when they're all three like in a room together like when pepper finds him downstairs and he was like all true using the the armor and like there's literally three characters in that scene <laughs> the armor pepper and then tony it also gets super creepy when like when they go to bed and then he does it in his sleep and he like almost attacks pepper yeah that was like very horror-esque they need to do th- that times two for at least the baseline of multiverse of madness of mom yeah multiverse of madness did i just say that <laughs> it's just a bunch of maddies in alternate <laughs> alternate dimensions just hanging out we're here to get you dr strange oh no no dude what if the villain is named maddie <laughs> are there any dr strange villains named maddie please be the villain for multiverse of madness maddie i've come to bargain oh my gosh that's not it doesn't got the same ring to it back to the tank before i think right before they they go to bed tony says like threat is imminent and he says he's working to protect pepper and, and like the world and that actually really sets up really nicely for avengers why like he's so motivated and just wants to get ultron like created even against the other avengers better judgment i mean it relates to his entire arc when it comes to him and thanos you know if you really think about it that's true like 
you know, both being cursed with knowledge and all that. It is crazy that this was the last solo Iron Man movie we had, and it was seven years ago. And we had so many other appearances with him yeah. in all these other movies. Yeah. yeah, that is crazy to think about. So then we cut to Happy, who's been following Baldy McOrange yep. this whole night. And they're at the Chinese theater, which, I gotta brag again, I was there. You've been to! I think I've been there. I don't even know. It's cool because Robert Downey Jr. like has his hands. You, like That's the place where you put your hands like if you're really famous. Where, where is the Chinese? It's right across the street from, it's on Hollywood Boulevard where all the stars are and it's across the street from where Jimmy Kimmel films his show. Is it near the conference, the LA Conference Center? I have no idea. I don't know where the conference center is. Hmm. But anyways, the, I just thought that was cool that like RJ now and all the Marvel, like the original six and Kevin Feige have their hands like in that one corner. It's in the far right corner. I got to see it. Nice. But they actually, this wasn't the real Chinese theater. They, like I said, they were filming in North Carolina, so they recreated it. And I they had to make the whole thing. Had no idea that they did that. Like it's pretty impressive. You know, it looks really good. Yeah. I had a note here. Yeah. Like, like happy interacts with the guy like he happy blows up but um i don't know about the baldy guy i'm like so did baldy just you know avoid fights before he like fought with happy because otherwise it would have been like an explosion or like, something else going on or like you know people you would mean, know that he's different right i mean not not baldy like uh the other guy no. that was sitting down baldy baldy. No, baldy baldy doesn't explode he doesn't explode, but that's not... I messed up what I was saying there. But he heals, right? Oh, yeah, so he would just start glowing orange. But exactly. So like, Yeah, so like, what if he just, like, trips he and then, like... Fight? Yeah. <laughs> someone comes to no, help him I'm and he right. just stands up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, what do you do there? Or does he just, like, kill everybody that sees that he becomes orange? He's like... Maybe. Like, he trips, like he said, and then, like, somebody comes over and he's like, you know too much. And you're like, oh, my God! He's the orange killer. <laughs> it's like, there's, like, this, this, like, rumor of, like, an orange killer that, like, right before you die, you see orange, and then, like, you just, like to see him and you're like oh no it's him <laughs> oh no my time has come <laughs> but yeah so happy explodes the guy next to happy explodes right right right. he's somehow further away enough to survive but he's really messed up right and happy is the unsung hero of this like he because he points and looks at the right spot like this whole the rest of iron man 3 can happen so this is one one thing actually one part where shane black actually did say something very informative <laughs> he said that all the during the director's commentary he said all the like embers and ash falling uh was cg and it like really adds to the atmosphere and he gave praise to the vfx department i think i think i saw breakdown of that actually oh really yeah it was very impressive i forget where i saw it, it was from forever ago but i remember cl- seeing the slate of it well ilm did not work on this this is the first iron man film that ilm did not work on they hired out really the, the digital domain who does a lot of marvel stuff and then they also did weta digital which weta did mm. lord of the rings um they're actually on corridor then they, then they also do thanos and hawk later on yep they did thanos snapping and yeah and uh messed up the thumb a little bit if you look really closely listen we're not going to talk about it it's fine <laughs> i mean it's in the shadowed area of like a finger being pressed it's just, yeah it's, honestly if if like you don't even know corridor didn't point out i would have never known yeah yeah so yeah then the man Mandarin talks about fortune cookies and white people and he like it's bashes them. Honestly, really smart script because like there it wasn't like an intentional bombing, it just was an accident, and then he uses like Killian uses that event to like craft this whole speech about like uh, America being fake and ruining Chinese culture and, and stuff like that. Like it's yeah an interesting way. Like I, I really think Killian is a very smart villain that does not actively work 
against himself. Yeah. Also, in the first draft, there were supposed to be five villains. And in the very first draft, Mia, the botanist, was supposed to be the lead villain. And Killian wasn't even in the first draft, but got rewritten a lot. Evil Donna. Evil Donna. (laughs) Yeah. I also, so in the next hospital scene, I really like that Stark is so nice and with happy. Like he, and especially like the Downton Abbey thing, that was actually John Favreau's suggestion because he thought the themes aligned. It was really supposed to be UFC that Stark was going to suggest to put on for happy on TV. But Favreau thought the themes aligned. He also thought it'd be funnier if happy's favorite show was Downton Abbey. (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel like it's definitely a better option there. Yeah. I I feel like it's really cool that Tony Stark puts on this persona of being like this sarcastic like doesn't really care guy but like when his friend is so injured like he's there in the hospital instant mom mode he knows what show he wants yeah and he's just like he knows and there for him which i thought was very very nice my notes were happy in hospital comma tony cares (laughs) (laughs) and then the next one's tony mad start searching for mandarin (laughs) i get like he's mad as he's leaving the hospital everybody's like what are you gonna do but like taking the guy's phone and then chucking it and then and also giving your home address yeah i'm like dude what are you what what are you doing he's probably also like freaking out because of the ptsd and also then his like one of his best friends just like got exploded so like and he also is after avengers probably is feeling like uh i'm kind of like nothing can stop me now because like (laughs) i just survived that kind of thing so you don't really know what he's thinking he's probably just a whirlwind of emotions yeah this is also where they they started talking about philosophy i wrote that down (laughs) in the director's commentary (laughs) so yeah aristotle yeah (laughs) missile flies into tony's house (laughs) well no seriously what comes up next is is, um detective iron man well yeah detective iron man he does the whole thing sets up the flight path which is actually really cool i like how they set up the scene like you said how they point out yeah for tennessee the dog tags and all that figure out where to go right but then i have evil donna is back gluten-free waffles I, saw, I was watching, I think, a cinema, uh, cinema Sins, and it was like, Tony Stark eats gluten-free waffles, and then it ascended. it. <laughs> and then there's this one quote from Tony where it's like, it's a big bunny, relax about it. <laughs> yeah, this actually, like, whole, like, dialogue is very simple. Like, the camera angles are very simple, and it's just building up in intensity and speed until the missile hits, but it's just, like, such a, like, mundane, simple, like, argument. I think it, I think it's done really well. Yeah, no, it's done really well. Especially because of the, the different, because, like you said, it is rising, but it's not, like, there's a big jump between, you know, having an argument like that to a missile flying into your house. You yeah. Know? And people were confused why, like, Jarvis didn't catch it, but also you gotta think, like, Jarvis is, like, going crazy, like, trying to do do detective work downstairs, and also, like, he's thinking, he's watching all the other choppers. Like he said, he gave the world's press, like, his home address. If you actually look briefly, you can see the side of the choppers that are shooting the missiles. They actually have, like, news logos on them as kind of, like, a... A cover? Tro- yeah, as a cover, so... Yeah. Also, like, like, the missile comes in, right? And then you see Tony does his thing. And he just instinctively throws it to Pepper. Like, I really liked that. Yeah. He has a, a form, whatever you want to call it, like a technique. Technique. To automatically send it to, send it to Pepper, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know, again, Tony cares. Robert Downey Jr. also cares because he he was someone who pushed very much that Pepper would have more action scenes in this one, not just be the damsel in distress this time. So that's act- that's shown here and then also at the end. But here she saves Tony and the floor like splits apart and they get separated. That was actually practical. Like they had, a- they built like part of the Malibu house like on a soundstage and put it on like a gimbal so that like the floor could literally like split and like it could be like leaning like so many degrees. I don't know how many, but like I thought that was done really well. Yeah, that's really cool. It's good. I agree with that with having her have more part in this. I, re- I really like how Tony was just like, like, stop stopping, you know? 
And at that point, Pepper, like, she, yeah. she just kicked into it, you know? It wasn't, like, where she, like, just froze up and was, like, the damsel in distress. Or, you know, we've seen her before. Right. Although, you can argue in Ar- uh, Iron Man 1, when she, like, goes to try to find Obadiah. True, yeah, yeah, With Coulson. Now, I've been in other situations where she has actively gone out. So, it felt within her character, but also, you know, it's nice to see her do more as well. Yeah. Also, so, like, when she's in the suit here, she got to ha- bring her kids to set, and she got, like, major mom points, she said, for being in the in the Iron Man suit. Iron Man suit. <laughs> she actually said that when they were in London, they allowed her and gave her the opportunity to do a private screening with her two kids and, like, 17 of their friends. So, she, like, got major mom points for that. Wow, <laughs> dude. That would be, oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be a dream. Also, right here, when Pepper, like, can't figure out the repulsor and then, like, blast, <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's set up because then it shows like she's used it and she probably figured it out from that. So at the end when she blasts, like she knows what she's doing. So that was a nice little setup payoff there too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that was making sense. My next thing I said was there's like there's this one shot with Butterfingers and it's like he's just like reaching up as like the whole house is coming down. And you're like, oh no, poor Butterfingers. Oh yeah, the like two robots are like trying yeah. to help each other. <laughs> like I no. Was so sad. <laughs> I really like when... Tony calls the suit back and like Pepper like spins and twirls and like yeah, <laughs> the like, suit comes off. <laughs> I, I also I like when he suits up and like it's like it's a prototype so like he has to like be creative like j- come throw up with the new missile, ways yeah like, like shoot like, a piano piano yeah. whose idea was this it's from ASDF movies you guys should check that out if, I know <laughs> it's been forever dude I haven't heard that name in years I like turtles also <laughs> at this point Shane said. No, the writer revealed this about Shane. He said what Shane thinks of action sequences, he pictures the people as dogs, so he feels more empathy to see if he's going too far or not. <laughs> uh, see, that's me, but with Butterfingers. I just need to imagine everybody as Butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. He said he did that for this scene and also the skydiving scene later. Mm. I thought that was a really interesting way to think about that. To think scenes. about it? Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's okay to go a little too far. You know, sometimes you need that. Mm. I don't know. That's just personal opinion. But uh, yeah, so then, then you have you have orange bald boy. Baldy McOrangey. Yeah, he's the last helicopter boy. And then he 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 sends Tony out. He blows up the suits. That was actually practical. Like the shot from the beginning with those like the three glass cases with the suits exploding. That was practical. They blew up some suits. Imagine blowing up Iron Man suits. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. So, <laughs> Tony's underwater. I really like how the gauntlet pulls, pulls him out. out. Yeah, I feel like it's they're like four movies in with Iron Man now, and they're still coming up with super creative ways to like keep the armor innovative and interesting. I think that's very difficult to do. So props to them. It's nice to just see the overall evolution of it and like how it also logically makes sense of like yeah. how it's been evolving. And I mean, even most of his suits, like later, like they did design like all the suits. It's which is crazy, but 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 like just some of the suits we see like in close-ups, like they have like a purpose. They're very different and they like solve a potential problem that tony probably has come up with or come across or like thought about so makes sense and now tony crashes in tennessee yep he's had a rough day also why is it snow in tennessee like i guess christmas but it is christmas it can but snow like, in Tennessee on Christmas. Does it really snow in Tennessee? It can. Hmm. In an earlier draft, there was a malfunction. Jarvis malfunctions even more before they crash land and like ejects Tony out of the suit midair and like Tony's like oh, hanging geez. on to the suit like as it's flying still, which I think that would have been interesting to see. That would have been very interesting to see. But I feel like it would have demeaned uh, like trust in the suit later on. Right. 
True. I got really sad when Jarvis like fizzled out. I think I need to go to sleep, sir. <laughs> yeah. And that's like like we said, like this is where I think Thor two failed is they didn't strip like well Thor one succeeded because they stripped Thor from his like from everything. Thor two failed, which we'll get to soon. That might even be next possibly. I think that is next, isn't it? <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> um <laughs> but they they just kept him at like full power level. Here, they literally stripped Tony from everything like Jarvis was his way of communicating all the time and like being able to talk so that it's not weird for the audience for him to talk to himself which he still does a little bit after Jarvis dies but it's fine because it's Tony Stark but like now he's literally like totally alone which is something we haven't seen since the cave in Iron Man 1 and even then he had Yinsen yeah that's true also also Shane Black said that people were like confused oh why didn't the suit make it past Tennessee like how'd it run out of power so fast like the other suits can make it around the world we got to think like this is a prototype also it probably wasn't flight ready like this is kind of out of the blue that a missile came yeah and also thinking about like all the other like you guess that some of the systems obviously weren't operational yet like it wasn't combat ready and stuff like that right so it's reasonable why i can't like launch missiles because you might not actually have the launcher in set right but for the flight system i know other suits have their own arc reactor whereas this one i thought was mainly powering off was it Power off Tony's or did it have its own as well? I'm not sure. I think it had its I own. I think it has its own reserve. I think it does have its own because when when he it has its own because when he throws it on Killian, it explodes. Yeah, that's true. Because it needs to charge. And yeah, it needs to charge. So yeah, then he eventually kind of stumbles around, gets into the garage eventually. Harley's garage. Yep. What did you think of the di- dynamic between Harley and RDJ? It was a good test for Peter. Or Tony Stark. That's all I, I really yeah? need to say about that. I mean it starts setting him up to like trying to interact with not just kids but like you know himself trying to get back into being iron man because i feel like at this point especially with his anxiety and ptsd he's still obviously iron man but he's it's hard to be iron man when you can't face what you need to face you know what i mean yeah which is what's happening in a lot of these situations he's thinking about what he needs to do but then he might go off or have an attack yeah. and then stops him, which is what we see later on when he's driving on the side of the road and then Harley. Yeah, and Harley's like, it's not charging and he's like, oh, I have to do this without a suit. Yeah. I, I like their relationship a lot and he's actually, he goes to Endgame, the, the funeral in Endgame and I feel bad. No one knew Everybody was like, who he was. Who is that? I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Harley. Yeah. And everyone was like, who? I was like, oh, you're not a connoisseur <laughs> like me. <laughs> but just imagine being like a kid from Tennessee and then freaking... And then Tony Stark, Iron Man. Tony Stark's like presumed dead and then he just shows up in your garage there's also this one line where he's like dad's leave don't need to be a pussy about it and it's like <laughs> that is yeah damn, <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah but then he also talks about like adding the retroflective panels yeah for stealth well he said okay so here's the thing he says that right so you're like oh the idea came from harley but in actuality i think the first suit that tony made that had that was bones which is like mark 30 something oh really yeah so one suit that's like all black and there's like the axe there's like the metal accents i think oh Bones. That's the first one that has that technology. I don't know. But pretty much Tony already did it. So Harley, you can go, you know, screw off. Well, say. Harley doesn't know that. So Tony knows that this kid, like, means business about science and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then, so because of that, he gives him a weapon immediately to yeah. use on a bully. Which, if he used that on a bully... He pretty much gives him, like, a flashbang. Oh my gosh, that would have been horrible. There was actually... So with his bully, there was, like, a whole cut se- sequence where, like, Harley's bully comes up when Tony's having his first episode, like, on the corner and kicks some snow up into Harley's face. And then later, during the water tower sequence when the water tower falls down this bully his name's ej like starts to drown and harley actually saves his life and 
then Tony, well, actually, he gets him out of the water and he's not breathing. So Tony uses his arc reactor to like defib him. And then he has his arc reactor out for too long. So Tony passes out. And then Harley puts the arc reactor back in Tony and saves Tony too. So it's like this whole like crazy event. That sounds way too complex. Yeah, yeah that's why they cut that's it. That's way too much. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy that they cut that. It, it's still like, you can see it's on Disney Plus under the extras. Hmm, not the link of that. Yeah. I guess we, we could talk about it later when we actually get to like the fight. We're getting there soon. Yeah. So there's a car scene with, this is, it's really short. I probably wouldn't even mention it, but Shane said that this car scene between Pepper and the botanist was actually extremely difficult to edit because they got so few shots and people like the continuity never lined up. Like everyone was just like looking all over the place or like Pepper's hands were like going crazy. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> that it seemed like such a simple scene, like when you see it, but like apparently it was like a huge hassle. You gotta love it when things are overly complicated for no reason. Yeah. But also uh, before that, a very important note is uh the message that Pepper gets because he puts on Tony's helmet from the like the wreckage. A message for the king. A message from the king. Oh god. I said for <laughs> the king. I messed it up. Yeah, Hamilton friends are gonna kill me. So yeah, she she knows Tony's alive. So yeah, she gets that message. But evil Donna doesn't know that <laughs> yet. I feel like it's really tough for Tony when he has his first panic attack, like cause he he's like supposed to be like the cool guy. He doesn't think that he would be affected by this and it's tough for him to admit which is the first step in overcoming it kind of healing and he does admit it which is what like where we find out the narration is coming from at the end in the post credit scene he's talking to bruce banner about everything you just you just okay <laughs> jumped I thought we we're gonna wait for that <laughs> sorry there's actually also the first post credit scene that doesn't like, like reveal anything allude else to anything in the future yeah well technically shawarma also didn't allude to anything in the future well like but the the one before shawarma was Thanos. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So that was kind of a big one. (laughs) Yeah. To court death. Yeah. So Tony goes to the bar to meet Mrs. Bomb... Uh, mom, Mrs. Bomb, mom, the guy that blew up. <laughs> no, it, Mrs. Bomb, mom is the name. <laughs> oh my God! It's 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 the mom of the sex baba <laughs> from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> One, two, three, four. The bar goes crazy with the orange people. Dude, I've actually been listening to that playlist like crazy. Oh really? Yeah. You like it? I love it. Well, speaking of this bar, this was that was actually a church, and they like set decorate it to make it look like a bar take me to church that was some good set decorating i mean i'm pretty like as long as you have the good angles right and then yeah have like that like a like a bar set up i, I think you did really good like i couldn't even tell yeah at this point in the director's commentary they said the longest cut of the film was three hours and there was like some afghanistan scene there was this bar scene was going to be longer and they said the improv was kind of getting out of hand and they mentioned something like oh we had to cut bert the cat and i was like what bert the cat <laughs> and then the yeah and then the shane said that and then the writer was like no not bert the cat <laughs> what the heck <laughs> so i'm curious where bert the cat fits in the mc <laughs> what is bert the cat <laughs> is he like friends with Howard the Duck? I'm just imagining there's a cut. There's a cut. It's it's uh there's a cut with where just every scene of Killian he has like a evil cat. He's just petting He's just the petting whole time. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bird the Bird cat's the actually cat. the name of like a little microscopic cat that he put into the slot in his brain. <laughs> so his whole brain is actually just being played around with by this cat. <laughs> And that's why it's so evil. <laughs> so we uh, go to this bar scene and then the freaking redhead lady, not Pepper, she's like purplish red hair, comes in and causes some trouble. She like punches a hole through the guy, the sheriff. Did you see that? Yeah. Brutal. Like straight through his gut, dude. That's freaking Mortal Kombat Ugh. stuff. I'm trying to censor myself there. It's like Mortal <laughs> Kombat uh, stuff. 
But uh, yeah, dude, it's freaking crazy. And then she just whips out the gun, and then like it cuts to Tony in here, bop bop, and it's just Tony. Tony's face is like a meme. It's just like <laughs> right, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> yeah, time to head out. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Baldy McOrangey's back, and Harley snowballs him. I mean, he kind of did save Tony with that snowball, though. He did. There's. It's really funny seeing the behind the scenes because it's literally like an like not Harley throwing the snowball. Obviously, it's like an old, like middle aged man just like gently tossing a snowball like right off a frame. Like <laughs> like obviously the actor could see it, but he has to pretend like it was out of nowhere but it's like coming at him like like so slow Uh, but that actor i'm I'm ready (laughs) that actor actually said that it was three weeks of night shoots for that sequence and they worked from 7 p.m to 7 a.m so many snowballs for that long that's that's insane yeah that is that is insane that's a lot they come out pretty good though it was a good fight scene yeah i love tony's (laughs) one-liners i did harder tricks than you she's on fire (laughs) and then tony Blows her up and protects himself with a fridge, Indiana Jones style. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where the water tower sequence happens. Uh, and actually, so the water tower says Rose Hill on it. And that was the name of the town they were filming in in North Carolina. And they liked the name so much that they just named it. So it was like, it's a real town, Rose Hill, North Carolina. But they just made it Rose Hill, Tennessee for the purpose of this this movie. Mm-hmm. You want to hear my notes for this, this fight scene? Sure. It was pretty much Tony Freaks, right? That was like at the beginning. That was like right before <laughs> with Harley. Um, and then there's Face Scar Lady. Uh, and then there's Tony saying to that one, like Tony gets around the car and there's a guy hiding behind the car and Tony's like, oh, crazy, yeah. crazy, huh? Watch this. And he just jumps through the window. He's like, watch this and does the most ungraceful thing in the entire <laughs> world. <laughs> and the next one is big boom on the B word because Tony blew her up. Yeah. And then water tower go burr. <laughs> Yeah. And Tony, oh, th- th- this is the thing I want to talk about. So <laughs> this is also the first time we see Tony's, uh, like his watch repulsive yeah. blast because he like like we see it later in civil war you see him messing around with it before it actually like he actually does it like while he's the villains like monologuing but yeah we see it in civil war it's really that is actually hilarious the behind the scenes because like there's nothing on his hand and there's no like epic music playing so so, he, so he's just playing with his hand no no like but yeah when he blasts he, he, like he literally in one iteration i think he instead of saying like we always cover our asses he he said we always cover the ass and he goes we always cover the ass huh <laughs> And then he said to like pause, <laughs> and then he like he started laughing. It's on the gag reel. It's pretty funny. We always covered the. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, look all serious. Oh, I want that like edited. My my text notification where it's just like all serious. You get like a very slow zoom. <laughs> we always covered the ass, and then freaking Harley like flashbangs uh. the. <laughs> the guy yeah he freaking flashbangs him tony heads out forget i love the guy i'm cold i can tell we're, we're connected, connected. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually apparently the director said that he tony was wearing like supposed to be like in his like rags but he was wearing like a two thousand dollar gucci scarf and then the writer was like how can you charge that much for <laughs> anything like what how <laughs> i mean if people will pay for it then they'll buy it you know? yeah also i feel like america iron man, so iron man 3 takes place during christmas so like is this another like contender for the best christmas movie along with like die hard no i think die hard is a beat this is a good it's, it's okay i'm just saying it should be like considered like in the running you know because <sighs> it is a christmas movie the thing with die hard it's like at a christmas party and there's a lot more christmas themes was the giant boob bunny not enough <laughs> that's an easter theme i still have that pulled up i have not closed that tab. <laughs> you're you messed up jake you're messed up i i just i didn't want to click and 
<laughs> like, why would you omit that? What would your neighbors think? <laughs> they're not going to listen this far, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do, and they're just like, wow, he doesn't think we listen to the podcast. All right, I, I closed the tab if you're still listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that click was. He actually opened up a new tab with another one. <laughs> <laughs> I have him on my, both my monitors. <laughs> um, back to the tank. What are we doing? <laughs> so mandarin again he shoots a guy on tv even though the president called yeah did he actually shoot him though because he's like these guns are all fake and stuff like that but well i think trevor didn't think it was real we don't see the rock song guy but i think he did shoot him okay yeah that's kind of bad but that's another mention of like another marvel like uh corporation rock song oh really rock song's another big one what is that from they're like they're like everywhere oh i mean just the comics but you know you also see them a lot in games too what's the what's the one from so i ran 2099 alchemax alchemax I almost said Alcatraz. I was like, that is not it. I know. That, nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, it's Alchemax. Tony calls War, uh, War Machine, calls Rhodes, and is like, hey, I'm alive, bro. I need your login. He's like, it's War Machine 68 is my username. And I was like, oh, so close to greatness. <laughs> and then War Machine's Roxas is, uh, what's it called? His password is pretty funny. With an X. Yeah. We get our Stan Lee cameo at the pageant. Yep. Still up a 10 for the pageant. I heard, I don't know where I saw this, but I heard that like Stanley was a little uncomfortable like judging all those women, but I, I don't know if that was true or not. Maybe he was having the time of his life. I don't know. Why? He literally has another one in a strip club later on. Uh, no, that Here was it. Here comes chastity. That was his most uncomfortable one he said was with Deadpool. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So no, he was probably fine with this one. He enjoyed this one. <laughs> I also I loved Gary. Gary. So dude, dude, Gary. In the deleted scenes, there was all the footage. They compiled all the footage of Gary just riffing, and like he goes on, he's like, he starts talking about his tattoo. He's like, yeah, uh, your eyes on my tattoo are more dead than your eyes in real life. Um, and he's like, and he starts flexing his arm. He's like, look, I can give you a headache if I flex my forearm. <laughs> and then and he's like, my cousin also has a tattoo of a bird. She can make hers fly if she goes like this. He starts like waving his arm around. He's like, we should all hang out. <laughs> he just like goes off. Oh my God. Freaking Gary. So Gary's the guy. Tony needs Gary and Gary needs be quiet about it. <laughs> Gary's the guy. I wonder if it's the same Gary, the stormtrooper from Robot Chicken. Oh my God. MCU and Star Wars are combined. Connected. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> but anyways, so Gary helps out. Tony hacks aim. Gets that nice boost in internet. Yep. I need that too. I need a Gary in my life to boost my internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really do, honestly. I mean, I got, I'm at college now and I purchased Xfinity, so I think it's slightly better. But when all of us are on Zoom... Have you ever done, have you done an internet test yet? I have not. But when all of us are on Zoom, like, it is not good. <laughs> I mean, I bet. because I mean, how many... There's there's four, four of us. Of yeah. Yeah. All four streaming. Like, yeah, pretty much. My note is Tony hacks and sees big boy blow. Yeah. I, I like the next scene here with Pepper and uh, Mia, like the botanist saying how, like Pepper's trying- You mean Evil Donna. Evil, yeah, sorry, I keep forgetting. How Pepper and Evil Donna are saying, <laughs> I literally thought like I misspoke there. I was like, wait, Pepper's a spice. Pepper's not the name of, and I was like, wait, yes it is. That's the name of her. <laughs> I don't know why that messed me up so much. But anyways. Uh, no, her name is Salt. <laughs> Pepper, Pepper, and- evil donna like pepper tells her like that tony was the same way as killing like they started with like military contracts making weapons and then they changed you could see evil donna kind of become slightly less evil until then like killian comes in and yeah this is where shane got his first phone call also in the director's commentary really and they started then they started talking about what they don't like about phone calls for the next three minutes and i was like what am i doing with my oh life my God, i hate phone calls i'm trying to do this this commentary here. they were talking about like spam calls and like not 
I don't even remember because I tuned out. I was like, I'm just going to watch this and try to get more information because this is not helping me. <laughs> then Killian comes in, snaps the neck. Forgot that happened. It legit scared me. I like jumped in my seat. I was like, oh, we, we're doing Man of Steel over here now. Yeah. <laughs> we get another wipe after Pepper's captured uh. and it's following Iron Patriot flying, which is, I thought was another cool use of the wipe. And this is when he frees the sewing like ladies and then gets knocked out. Yep. That's Fire Lady captures Rhodey. Yeah. And then this is where we get the scene where, where Harley talks to Tony about like, right. hey, you you fix things, right? You're the mechanic. And I love this next scene. Just build something. PTSD is gone. Well, this next scene, it really starts to show like Tony's beginning to realize like he is not just the suit. Like he is Tony Stark and he is him. he's very capable yeah. without it and uh, just the epic hardware store montage just him kicking butt They're very macgyver yeah he eventually gets to trevor who is our mandarin actor i love that trevor like falls asleep mid-conversation yeah. <laughs> and a speedboat <laughs> and all the drugs we find out that killian is the mastermind and trevor thinks that this is all a movie and that there's no death happening yeah poor trevor i love when he's like i panicked all right so shane actually commented the director said that uh when baldy mcorangey comes in and, like saves trevor he's like why didn't you press a panic button and trevor's like i panicked but then i handled it and then he walks off screen it's that was intentional so like it's like he's walking off stage like after his performance <laughs> I mean, hey, it makes sense. He's, he's done, you know? Yeah. He handled it. We get to Tony zip-tied to a bed frame. Yep. And Killian walks in, and he starts monologuing. Like the Incredibles. He's talking about Switzerland. Hold on. What, what is, before we get, where, what's Rudy Shooty Bitch? What? Is there a Rudy, Sh- I have a note here saying Rudy Shooty Bitch. <laughs> Are you talking about the girl in bed, maybe? Yes! Wait, really? Yes. Uh, yeah, or she's like half drunk. When she's like trying to warn him. <laughs> yeah, and she's like all sleep, like, you know, like all drugged out, whatever. She's like, eh. That was actually, the directors did comment on this. They said that that was one of Shane's, like, contacts that he got hired. And the the writer said that, the writer was hilarious during this for the parts they weren't, like, talking about, like, phone calls and philosophy. And he said that, like, if if there's someone in the film that looks, like, really elegant, really beautiful, beautiful woman, Shane, it's Shane's contact. If someone that looks really dorky, like Gary, it was my contact. I was like, oh, poor Gary. (laughs) But yeah, so Pepper is revealed to have started going through the treatment. Not by choice. Yeah. Because they're forcing into her. Right. Mia tries to bargain for her own life, and Killian just started blasting. Shoots her. And then the door of the Explorer watch goes off after Killian leaves and is, like, working on the Iron Patriot suit. I feel like the most unrealistic thing in this whole thing is that that henchman knows the distance between Miami and Tennessee in, like, a split second. That it's 832 miles. Not only that, the speed in which his right. suit got to him. Yeah, I saw you know? something. Someone did the math. It's like 22,000 miles per hour or something like that. I'm like, so, you, so you're like at Mach. Well, what is that? What Mach is that? Like Mach 20? I don't even know. But how did his, the like gauntlet and the boot get out? If like, Maybe like we see Harley unlock it through a window, I, don't know. I, I looked at the windows we could see and they weren't broken unless it like went out the back window for some reason away from Is there like a chimney in the garage. Why wouldn't all of them know. go out there? Driver's just slacking. He's like, I want to give this guy a challenge. Tony, <laughs> you need to do more. <laughs> yeah. Killian starts to breathe fire. Yeah. Which was he doesn't use that power again, which probably would have been beneficial. <laughs> yeah. A couple spots. I, I made a joke here about, like, <laughs> the Dragon of the West. Oh, my gosh. Killian is Iroh confirmed. More of a demonstration. <laughs> I hope not. Jeez. I really loved the part where Tony's counting, like, five, four, 
three, any second now, two, <laughs> like waiting for his like suit to come. There's again in the like lead scenes in the Disney Plus extras, you can see all of the footage of him counting how many takes it got. And it's like five minutes of just him counting like different ways. <laughs> he's like, he, at one point he's like, trace, dos, uno. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then at one point he goes, five, four, three, two, one, run. <laughs> it's just really funny seeing RDJ just like go off. Uh, I like how at the end there, he, he started getting to like, he started kind of backwards, or I guess forward. He was like, okay, three, four. Yeah. yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the freaking epic Iron Man music as Tony goes off. Yeah. Uh, I really like like how the physics work, like him balancing with his one gauntlet and one boot. Kind of, like he's off balance. Yeah, like him. Like, yeah, it's like a off axis, but he's still able to have some control. Mm-hmm. He's also like still spinning in some cases, but he also uses that to like yeah. get around the room. Also, yeah. you know the guy that's like on that holds his hands up. He's like, honestly, I hate working here. They're, They're so, so weird. weird. That was RDJ's like martial arts trainer for the film. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice he got a little line. So Rhodey escapes. The Iron Patriot suit flies off without him though, and then <laughs> Rhodey and iron man reunite and they go to talk to trevor to figure out what's happening and we pass rudy shooty again you don't really she's just like in the background i think right i, I don't know <laughs> i was not paying attention to her there's some girls there you know there's the, the guys you know the guard guys and they take them just out guys being dudes yeah just guys being dude i love how like when they interrogate trevor he like screams as like he has a gun pointed right in his face <laughs> ole, about the ole, soccer ole. match <laughs> yeah that was actually uh, hilarious but uh, anyways after that about to blow this guy's head off <laughs> we get Get to um the Air Force One part. Well, they steal a speedboat. Yeah, they steal oh, a yeah, speedboat. Yeah. We get to Air Force One. The vice president is in on it. We find out. Yeah, because his daughter is. They call to warn him. Yeah, his daughter doesn't have a crippled leg. Yeah. So vice president equals bad. This is a deleted scene with Iron Patriot on the Air Force One, where like a fanboy's coming up to him and like trying to talk to him because he thinks he's Rose. He's like, "Oh, were you like on this mission? Did you fly on this mission?" And he keeps like bugging him, and obviously it's not Rhodey, so he can't say anything. So eventually he's like trying to pretend like he's reading a magazine, but it, then he just like is fed up and he like points. He's like, "Is that Thor?" And then he looks and he just elbows him in the face with the <laughs> with the metal suit. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty violent. Not very covert either. <laughs> yeah so tony starts to fly up to catch up to him the president flies off in the iron patriot suit yep and then the explosion goes off and he fights baldy mcorange baldy mcorange he dies yeah there was a really nice unibeam kill honestly here and then my next note was there's a lot of killing in this yeah i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he wasn't supposed to die here. Apparently, in one of the original drafts, Killian was supposed to die when the Iron Man suit exploded on him, and then the guy that's supposed to emerge out of the flames was supposed to be Baldy McOrangey, <laughs> and that was going to be the final battle that Pepper killed him, but they changed it to be the Mandarin, like Killian, which I'm very glad they did. Yeah, I feel like they redeemed, like, not fully, obviously, but at least a little bit there. Yeah. All right, so then we get to the skydiving sequence they did this practically what okay hear me out so they took the whole like the actual president's cabinet and they no they 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 got (laughs) actors obviously that they got people that sky dove for a living they did seven jumps a day for one week for filming why did you make it past tense they they could still be skydiving they dive for a living i don't know okay you say like they died at the end of they didn't they sky dove their last dive (laughs) they did seven jumps a day for one week 
for filming. They planned for like months in advance to make sure they could do it. And what they did, they had the one guy have like a giant camera on his helmet. They had another guy with Iron Man tracking stuff. And then they like would practice the techniques to like do the 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 things. And the, what was fake though was they like did it out of an actual plane, but they replaced some of the background to make it look more like Florida because they were doing it um, in a different spot. Yeah, it was crazy though. Like it was a great combination of like CG and the practical though, because like obviously for Iron Man, like when Iron Man was like interacting with like people, like when the first lady like hugs him to like hold on to him, it was so tough to track Iron Man because like the camera's literally like in free fall, like it's so shaky. So like yeah. they had to do like a digi double arm, just the arm was CG, but it looks really good. You need to have chickens. Yeah. For people that don't know, chickens have like a natural like locking. Right. Yeah. 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 With their head. So if you put people have actually done this where they put cameras on top of chickens' heads, and if you like move, if you're holding like a chicken's body and you like rotate it around, they'll just keep their head <laughs> looking at the same thing. So imagine that skydiving with a chicken. Yep. <laughs> Just put like, a you just like see high tech for Iron Man movie you know a camera like on a chicken <laughs> yeah like a GoPro just on a chicken like what are you doing we're filming Iron Man <laughs> he has like his little like own helmet on a little chicken helmet yeah <laughs> but Kevin Feige actually said in an interview that this was the biggest practical stunt scene in all of Marvel up to that point which is kind of crazy it's, yeah but after that he saves them all monkey ladder thing style he activates the house party protocol yep I have that in my notes and all those suits that like people had to think up of and model so much work pepper survives a procedure she's his trophy yep then we get the shot of the president being hung up like i'm gonna why do you think that the suit doesn't work when the president's in it like a president (laughs) like a president that's impressive that's all i gotta say about that thank you if anyone wants to sign daniel for (laughs) (laughs) me with like my dry ass throat what do you why do you think the suit didn't work for the president and worked for Rhodes? Um, wait maybe he didn't know maybe he didn't know the password was war machine rocks (laughs) yeah that could have been it all right (laughs) (laughs) or maybe the president maybe they somehow disabled it for whenever the president got into it I don't know. Maybe, and Rhodey knew how to, like, hack it or something. Yeah. I also like that when Rhodey and Tony infiltrate the boat here, the beginning of the third act, this kind of, like, expands on their relationship, because in Iron Man 1, it was a different actor. In Iron Man 2, they were kind of at each other's throats when, like, Rhodey stole the suit, and Tony was kind of being a dick while he was dying. But now we really get to see, like, yeah, they're friends. And it also shows here, like, Rhodey's like, give your gun up, and Tony doesn't. He's like, yep. (laughs) But it shows that, like, Tony doesn't actually have any combat or, like, professional military training, even though he's, like, such a good fighter and, like, a super hero but he's just like really smart and like d- but doesn't have that training still so i thought that was very good attention to detail yeah like you can't hit a ball from this distance and he does Brody, literally in half a second <laughs> oh <laughs> and then backup arrives freaking jarvis another unsung hero of this third act <laughs> coordinating all the suits jarvis is amazing i mean not only when it comes to yeah coordinating the suits like which suit to like go on tony itself right but like also to like which ones to fly around to like give him cover as well i mean that's a lot to freaking do i feel bad for for poor igor he comes flies all this way to battle and then just becomes like a prop something to steady yeah to steady <laughs> the table I mean, that is what he's designed for though i mean yeah you know so you can't you can't really be mad i mean if i was igor i'd be pretty okay with that you know Ooh. also at this point rdj like they just stopped production for like five weeks because robert downey jr when he was doing when he was jumping off of one of the you know when he like jumps between two like railings yeah railings not the one when the like suit gets knocked out of it but just when he's jumping just between when he like yeah. broke his ankle there really yeah there's actually a shot later that like i think they had to cut around a lot the fight between killian and tony at the very beginning when they're like on the balcony he like slides under him they had to cut around tony a lot because like he was like like limping a lot hmm. but they just stopped production for five and a half weeks because of that and also robert Downey jr's wife just had a kid 
I accidentally broke my ankle. <laughs> not, not like I'm trying to get leave so I can see my kid. <laughs> no, he, he did. <laughs> yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow actually said it was really tough for Tony to do to for, for Tony mentally to go through that because like he has been like living it up for the past so many years and to that reality check like kind of like it really parallels this movie actually. Wow. <laughs> you you meant Robert, not I mean because yeah. They're the same. Should, Daniel, they're the same. Should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually, because it, because this got pushed and delayed in the edit room, they had to be in there for every day up until until like 2 a.m. Like, it was a crazy edit schedule. Jeez. So thank you, editors. We love you. And that's all I have to say about that. You want to know what my next note is? Sure. Pepper gets pay-paid. Aww. Because <laughs> uh, we think she dies. My next note is Killian births from the floor while Tony's trying to save Pepper. Oh, yeah. That does, ha- that does happen before that. And then he cuts off his arm. Ugh. I mean, oh, dude, that was rough. It worked there, so I guess he thought it would work on Thanos, but he was just very wrong. <laughs> yeah, good point. Both with the sword and an and idea. Yeah. Good, good point. So, Rhodey <laughs> has a cool scene. He saves the president here. Oh, my goodness. Freaking Rhodey. What? Hang on, Mr. President. And he still starts, like, whispering it. Like, okay, hang on, Mr. President. Like, how's he going to hear you from that far, Rhodey? <laughs> I don't think he really has a choice to hang on. He's in the suit. <laughs> yeah, he's just... Well, yeah. And then Rhodey's just like, I, I'm going to yeet myself on this crate. I'm going to force these two knockoff Deadpools to f- fly off as I swing like a chandelier. Oh, <laughs> gonna swing. From the crate to the next line. From the then crate. <laughs> grabbing the president. To the next line. To making him the next line. It was like, it's like a really, really, it's like, honestly, it's like poor man Spider-Man. Yeah. Maybe that's why, maybe Tony looked over and saw that and he was like, that's really cool. And that's why he likes Spider-Man so much. He's like, that reminds me of that one time Rhodey saved the president. Kid, you, you got something. <laughs> the next part, uh. so when, right when Gwyneth dies, it was actually her idea. Shane Black said to like be in the sports brawl, like her costume was her idea. He was like, I did not make her do that just so everyone knows. Hey, it could have also been a bunny with big boobs, you know, just saying. They're hands, Daniel. Come on. Get your mind <laughs> out of the gutter. I got goosebumps when when I thought she died, like when like the first time we saw this. I thought you were about to say you got goosebumps for the bunny. Oh my gosh, no! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I got goosebumps no, no. when 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 she died. Pepper like died. Or you, you thought she died? died? I thought she died when I first saw this. I thought she actually died. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, they're they're doing this, and Tony is mad. Yeah, Tony's Tony's big mad. I also love how many times he just is like eject. Yeah, you know. Well, that's a whole part of this whole thing. Like a big thing is that of this final fight is showing Tony and realizing that like he is not the suit again like his suits are very expendable like d- dispensable expendable yeah expendable he is not so it, like especially like the part where like they cut the leg off the suit and he like ejects his leg like yeah. all that stuff like it's not about the suits it's about him I also liked at this part villains we talked about like I give a pass to the first movie it's like the anti like opposite of the hero like an evil Iron Man suit and this one was not it was a different villain and it challenged Tony so I give props to that yeah so yeah we pretty much have this whole scene where like he you know goes from suit to suit and eventually 42 comes back in yeah the prodigal son prodigal son <laughs> and it falls apart oh uh, whatever <laughs> I did not expect him to like put it on Killian the first time I saw this I was like oh that's smart and then no no it's definitely a Tony thing to do here comes the boom also so <laughs> Some of the suits that the suits had like a lot of fun names the director said like he said one of the, some of the names they started listing them off were doozer the godfather munchkin yep fatty was one yep there was one called that didn't have a name and then they named uh one mary kate and ashley after like they named sorry they named two of them mary kate and ashley after like the olsen sisters which is funny because now <laughs> elizabeth olsen is in the mcu <laughs> yeah so wait does that mean if there's the olsen sisters in the mcu and then you have emily there's another another one of her 
but it's like not her back to the tank so <laughs> killian's shirt like my brain yeah, my, my brain you just like you put on killian's thing and like it's just like exploding <laughs> like it's like <laughs> brain projector <laughs> <laughs> hey look it's my brain killian's like in pepper's office and like he puts his brain like show her thing on it and, like they're in the brain and then he asks her out and then she's like no and you just see his brain just like all the color just like drains from it <laughs> goes away but yeah so uh like, <laughs> killian speaking of killian his shirt comes off and you see a tattoo someone said it's a fin fang foom like that giant dragon thing really that was another iron man villain i don't know if that's the case but like it kind of looks like it i wouldn't be surprised no is it fin fang foom the one for uh iron fist i b- he was he's fought iron man as well and he also fought spider-man in one of the comics i read but i think he is mainly iron fist i'm not entirely sure though yeah. anyways he blows up the mark 42 yeah yeah and now when killian comes back he really looks like a monster like the mandarin then pepper whacks him my note for this is pepe pepper goes ham <laughs> i'm so happy she's alive <laughs> even tony is speechless yeah he's like what is going on here i love how after she like kills him she's like that was really violent <laughs> yeah she's like just flips back she's like what is going on here <laughs> they came up with most of that they said this like end part like on the day because they didn't have the stuff written out <laughs> and then you get clean slate protocol yeah i think it was a good ending especially with how yeah like you said with the yeah the love triangle was like i I'm calling it more of a touching triangle, but uh, right, yeah, with a clean slate triangle, clean slate yeah, triangle, clean slate triangle. <laughs> my brain. What I mean again, <laughs> like we said, people. I was even confused that like why does Tony and I think every win or cinema wins helped me understand this that like t- people are confused like why does Tony then have suits again? I don't think this is like Tony giving up Iron Man. He even says at the end like I am Iron Man. I but am I th- Iron Man. Yeah, I think it's tony just starting over because i think these like last 40 suits whatever were like distractions from pepper and like he was just kind of getting obsessive over like trying to solve a single problem which with each suit and now he's gotten past that and he can build suits that just function well are not like this product of like this hysteria that he's going through yeah exactly it's not it's not feeding into his ptsd it's actually now more for you know Iron Man superhero function than just yeah okay I gotta save the world oh my god everything's gonna end uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah then we get some cleanup so Pepper gets healed and then yep and Tony also gets shrapnel out yeah does this mean that he has to like live with a giant hole in his chest for the rest of his life well does he have like a plug he wears what is it just like a regular outlet you mean I mean <laughs> actually you know what in Ultron yeah in Ultron they like heal the skin that's probably what he did yeah probably because I think in you see in Endgame when he like takes off his like nanotech things and hands it to a cap at the very beginning like he does have like a scar there no he just doesn't he doesn't have like a hole is what i'm saying oh yeah also also the necklace he gives to pepper is made out of the shrapnel from his chest i thought that was kind of cool you are it's like literally giving him his heart or giving her his heart proof that tony stark has a heart whoa and then we also get happy wake up yeah happy wake up (laughs) that instantly wants to bone the nurse yes Little happy. Happy being happy, man. Yeah. I also like that Harley gets a garage upgrade, <laughs> but it also means that Tony like broke into his garage. Unless he like got his mom's permission or something. I mean, he also knows he doesn't have a dad. True. And that his best defense is a potato gun. So it's not like he's really scared or anything. Plus he's Iron Man. Well now he's that flash thing. What if he gets Tony Stark gets flashed by his own weapon? I feel like he has countermeasures for that. Probably. I don't know. He's like special contacts or something. Yeah. And then Tony litters and throws, throws the reactor, reactor into the ocean. Which is kind of dumb if you think about it, because, like, I'm pretty sure that thing is designed to be waterproof, considering it was inside your body, right? Yeah. So. It's never going to degrade. So, yeah. So, if someone could just fish that up and, like, make another whiplash or something. It. Yeah, exactly. What the? Oh, Tony, you're so dumb. What? 
but like you're smart but you're dumb <laughs> we get those stylized credits then yeah there's no acdc in this iron man this is the only film that did not have without that. AD, a, without that, but that, ADCC. <laughs> ABBCD. Also, I wrote down here that, like, video, it's not that interesting, but if it's, like, that video for um the VFX reel, if people want to listen to it, it is vimeo.com slash 669444464, if people want to well, check that out. Also, be in the description if you want to check it out. So, yeah, pretty much what I wrote down was, like, the theme of this movie's really changed, and, like, all the changes that Tony has to go through. Yeah. Not only with his PTSD, but also, like, literal change when it comes to... He lost his house when I has to also, like, go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> has a change how he's living with Pepper. Has this change. His ideology about Iron Man. True. Yeah, it's... Know? Yeah, yeah. again, he saw it as a suit before, but now he's seeing it like, I am Iron Man, which is also why that... Saying it again at the end there. I saw... I Someone summed it up really nice that I saw, I think, before... It was Tony Stark needed Iron Man, and now Iron- Tony Stark is choosing to be Iron Man. I think that kind of sums it up nicely. Yeah, I think that definitely makes it summed up. <laughs> yeah, so this is also during the credits when he took the phone call because it was someone was at his home, apparently, like his gate, and he got a notification, so he took a phone call. And then this is also where the third person popped up and was like, hey, guys, why don't you just do a sign-off? <laughs> and then they kept talking for four minutes after that guy like told them to do that. <laughs> they kept acting well, like they were going to do one, and then just like got doing tangents. <laughs> well, so, then ha- so did they actually sign off then, or were they just like, they did. going to cut it? There was, a, there was okay. like three minutes of credits where they don't talk surprisingly <laughs> no offense you guys did a good job i liked iron man 3 yeah iron man 3 was good um and then the end credit with bruce yeah i really liked watching the interviews for this because this was right after like the avengers so like a lot more people were covering them so i had more to watch the cast talked about how kind of like strange it was going from like iron man that wasn't really that talked about like literally during comic-con for iron man like robert Downey jr could like walk around like and not get tackled yeah. by fans and that's so not the case anymore like it's just insane that's one thing i would like honestly i'd hate that because you're you're losing some freedom yeah that's true in essence when like you get to that level of popularity which must suck you know like you can't yeah. just be doing regular stuff like i'm sure you can't do a degree but at the same time it's like you're globally recognized right to a degree which is new yeah for real people also ask like why where the avengers and like shield is during this well first of all like i don't think it would make sense if they came in because the point of this was that tony stark is like getting stripped from everything is being alone but also aim is military funded so like they're probably not looking at aim as like a potential threat like spot for that is patient zero for like this terrorist like that's where the terrorist is getting like his funds from and everything yeah exactly they think aim is making weapons for them there's also um the agent carter one-off that's on disney plus if you if anyone wants to watch that i highly recommend it um spoilers for that you've been warned um but basically Agent Carter, it's a year after Cap, like, died, and, or not, didn't die, she thinks he died. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Capsicle. And she's, like, given, like, a bunch of, like, menial work and not being sent on missions. Like, a woman, woman in a man's world, like, it's very, I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. And then one night, she's there working late to finish all of the things she's been tasked with, and she gets a call, and she, like, goes on her, a mission alone, and, like, kicks butt, like, gets the bad guy that the other agents couldn't get and then she gets told off the next day but then howard stark calls and is like hey we want peggy to start shield i want you to tell her <laughs> so hey uh peggy we remember that you're actually a badass can, can you come in <laughs> the funniest thing at the end so howard's calling from like a pool at his mansion in the post credits he's with dum-dum you remember dum-dum the guy with the mustache and the bowler hat yeah he's like oogling over something and you're like what and he's like just staring and then it stays on him like you don't for, for a while you don't see what he's looking at for a while but is this uh, just beer no howard's like they're called bikinis <laughs> they're french because ah. <laughs> that was just invented i thought that was funny 
But yeah. yeah I, I haven't seen this for in a while. I remember bits and pieces of it, but yeah, it was, I remember it being good. That is Iron Man 3. What else did you want to talk about from that? I, th- I think it, for Tony's trilogy, it wrapped his movies up pretty good, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's the best Marvel movie, but it's not the worst no. by any means. No, not at all. Actually, looking back towards the second one, I feel like they handled... Tandled? Tandled. They handled Tony worse in the second one because they reverted him back right you know more selfish yeah and like more playboy this one they didn't yeah this one was more in line with how they pushed him right to be like in event and like later on yeah and i like that especially what you were saying before where like what you're saying with the villain with how it wasn't just a clone how they changed it up so you're not only getting a different type of tony that we have seen evolved from the first movie it's a tony that also now has to face these new problems which is good right that's true all right that is all I had for Iron Man 3. Um, oh, fudge. Araswa! <laughs> I was going to say, are, are you going to do it? Are you going to not? Sound clip. Did you ever see um, Return of the Jedi? <laughs> all right. You're so sad about it now. <laughs> oh, man. I got to put in the Araswa. I, I forgot. All right. All right. So are you ready for the outro? patron shout outs? Oh, yeah. Pat- what the fudge? All right. Patron shout outs. Cue the Star Wars music. Boosh. We got Patron Lori, Patron Frank, Patron Tony, Patron Rick. Tony! Thank you all. If you want to be a patron, our link's in the description. You get episodes early, you get shoutouts if you pledge the tier, and you get schedules of our upcoming episodes, and you get to vote on what we cover in the breaks, like the last two we just did. You get to have a voice and impact what we're going to cover, what movies and you get to learn about and stuff. So feel free to check that out. Yeah. Um, are you ready for review shout-outs? I mean, I just want to say quickly, I was going to make a joke about Tony and Tony Stark, but I know it's your grandma, so... Tony Ridinger. All right. That's from The Incredibles, because Iron Man 3 is Incredibles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready for review? What is it? Leave us a review and we'll like you. Da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. Leave us a review and we'll like you. Da-da-da-da. I don't, right. I don't remember that. that <laughs> j- did we ever formalize that jingle? I don't nope. think we did. This is one we did, though. We may... Wait, no. I was just... <laughs> I was about to say the intro. Just go into the, the outro? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go into the intro again. I didn't even finish. Wait, Oh, what? my God. <laughs> we just start over. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Iron Man. <laughs> so Iron Man 3. <laughs> so this is from Jess Snyder, a friend I used to work with. She said, this podcast is really entertaining while I sit at work. Thank you. Again, we are I think we're we have like one or two more reviews to read and after that we're out so leave reviews and we'll like you like the thing says and we'll read them out yeah i'll give you a thumbs up on something again uh don't know what life's gonna be like with college and everything and trying to be safe and so i'm gonna try to keep putting these out i really want to if you want these to keep coming out while we're college and stuff like let me know follow the instagram all that jazz patron you can use our audible link and stuff and that will tell me that you want to see more share it with a friend that really does help please Please, please, please. Do it. If there's anything, if you don't do anything I just said, please share it with one friend. Honestly, that would mean the world to me. Us. Us. All right. You ready, Daniel, for the outro? Take us home. Yes, I am. We just talked about whatever we wanted to talk about, and now we're done. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next time. As always, tune in and see you guys next time. Peace.